Good afternoon, and welcome to episode, fuck, I have no clue what episode it is. One second, let me check. <laughs> episode 289 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. How the hell are you guys doing today? <sighs> well, it is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, which means it's the start of a whole new week of The Other Ground Live. I'm ha happy to have you guys along for the ride. Yeah, 289. Holy shit. They're starting to add up. Um, you have to excuse me. I'm a, little, I'm a little nasally today. I forgot to do my uh, nasal spray about a half hour before the show like I'm supposed to. So it'll take, I didn't, drag didn't fucking remind me that asshole. So I'll be a little nasally for the, probably the first half of the show. That shit normally takes about a half hour to kick in really good. Um, well, let's see what's going on. I was back to work again, which I have no clue why at this point. I think I'm back to work as a favor to me, to be honest. Uh, there's nothing going on there. I mean, I think I, sorry, I'm going to try not to sniff in you guys' uh, ear if I can re remember not to. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think I maybe answered 10 phone calls the entire day. Uh, they went by fairly quick. Uh, despite that, I was surprised. Uh, most, maybe it's just because I was in such a good fucking mood. It is spring here in Michigan. Having said that, I'm sure we're going to get, you know, four feet of snow next week. But like the high here today was, I want to say like 65, somewhere between 60 and 65. It was glorious. It wasn't even sunny. I didn't care. Just the fact that I left my house this morning without a jacket. Uh, of course, it was 40 when I left the house, but I was wearing a three-piece suit, so which will keep you fairly warm as long as it's not uh, too terribly windy out there. Um, so I'm certainly happy about that. Uh, the club itself doesn't actually start for an another week. Uh, normally, it's a mid-March sort of thing. Um and even then, it's we're pretty slow. Basically, uh, the first couple months that the club's open is... I mean, I won't say it's its not used, because there's plenty of people that uh, do not go to Florida or California or wh wherever for the winter uh, that would be happy if the club was open all year round. Uh, but they close it for a couple months because, you know, there's just nothing going on as far as that goes. Uh, but now it's starting to pick up again. I'm really happy about it. Anyways, uh, you guys know how the show works. Uh I'm going to talk about stuff. You guys can call in about it. If you don't want to call in about it, you can call in about whatever you want to talk about. And if you don't want to call in at all, you can type shit into the chat box and I will gleefully ignore it. <laughs> no, I, I'll try to read it, but I, I, I warn you, I'm very bad at that. So if I don't respond to your comment, uh, it's normally because I'm talking about something and trying to focus on my next thoughts or your comment just rolled up really quick because the chat box can get pretty active at certain points. And, uh, Whenever po someone posts a new chat box, it rolls it all the way back to the start point. So if I'm if I'm trying to backtrack and see things and someone comments, it fucks that up. So there's a lot of stuff I'm just going to miss. I do apologize in advance. Anyways. Uh, oh, I uh, there you go. This is a, a fun thing. Uh, me and the wife went to the bar uh, on Monday night. It was the first time we've been to the bar in over a year. It's actually the first time we've eaten. No, only the second time we've eaten out uh, in the last year. Uh, we went to red lobster uh about a week and a half ago and this was the first time we uh, went to our local bar we don't really drink i had one beer which she looked at me disapprovingly about she she doesn't think i should drink because i i'm, I'm missing a kidney uh, i tried to explain to her that alcohol is a liver thing not a kidney thing but she will hear nothing of it and i'm not a big drinker anymore or at all really so i did not mind stopping at one drink uh and then you know we do stuff yeah we'll have dinner uh she'll go out go and spend like 10 bucks on pool tabs, which are this, I don't know, it's this, lot, it's this lottery thing where you pull, you know, they're like little cards and you open up uh, pool tab portions of it and it tells you if you won money. It's basically an instant uh, lottery ticket of a different nature. Ah, sorry. Ah. Uh, we, the other thing we do is play uh, Club Kino. 
if you're if you've ever been in a bar in the last 10 or 15 years uh, i'm sure you're you know what that is for those who haven't all it is is uh, the michigan lottery plays a uh, free running game where every three minutes or every four minutes every few minutes they'll do a drawing for something called club kino and they have all these tvs positioned around the bar where you can see it happen so what you'll do is you'll go and if you're not familiar with kino it's you know it's just a numbers game you you uh you can pick up to 10 different numbers um and win varying amounts of numbers depending on how many how many numbers you picked to bet on and how many of them came in like if you do a 10 spot game which means you pick 10 different numbers and you get all 10 of them well shit, i think you win like a hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that uh but the odds of getting t- and, and I, I believe they pick 20 numbers or, or uh, a, a fair amount of numbers so I don't do the 10 spot game because I don't consider myself a lucky person. And keep in mind, we don't do this that often. Maybe I think last year, not at all. The year before that, I think we went to the bar twice and played Kino and we spent somewhere between 20 and 40 bucks doing it. Uh, so this time uh, I did a five spot game because that's the, to me, it seems like the best um, odds versus payoff. Like uh, on a five spot game, if you get all five of them, you won't, you don't win a hundred thousand dollars like a 10 spot game. You win $410. But it always seemed to me that when they're picking 15 or 20 numbers, it wouldn't be that ridiculously hard to get all five of them. Um, it's never happened to me before. Uh, I think the most I've ever done on club Kino was spent $20 and won like 30. Normally my $20 just goes away over the course of an hour. And that's why we do it because it gives you something to do while you're sitting there eating. You know, you, you can glance up and watch the drawing, check it against your ticket to, you know, if you don't have your numbers memorized, it's something to do. I don't expect to win money off of it until Monday where uh, I got all five numbers on my five thing. And I told you guys that's a $410 uh, win, but I had paid an extra dollar for that uh, lottery thing to have something called the kicker uh, at the beginning of every round. Uh, the kicker goes into play and then randomly gives you between one and 10 times how much money that you would uh, normally win if you win that round. Uh, about half the time, it's one. Uh, every once in a while, it's two or three or four, and it happened to be on two. So I won $820, which is fucking awesome. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I'm looking at a ridiculous uh, gas-powered uh, um, bicycle, but everyone's telling me that's a poor idea. And so I should probably listen to them. So uh, talk to me next week when I have my new gas-powered bicycle. <laughs> uh, shit. Anyways, uh, so that was awesome. I've, I've I've won things before in the past, so I guess I'd be considered a lucky person. But you know, I am forty-seven years old. So you, if you enter to win things, you assume every once in a while you would win them. It's when so someone asked me about that today. He's like, "You seem like you're a lucky fucker. Uh, haven't you won a whole bunch of shit?" I was like, "Not really." Um, the list of things that I've won that were like of any consequence was, is only, it's pretty short, only a couple things. Oh, so I guess the uh, first thing I won of any kind of great consequence wasn't a big deal, uh, but I won, uh, called into a radio station and was their grand prize winner for, uh, for the, this, this contest. Yeah, so it went in two stages. First, um, I called in and won no doubt tickets, which was funny because I didn't know what type of tickets I was calling for. I literally turned on the, the radio and heard caller 47 wins call now. And I was like, okay. So I have to be standing right next to the phone and, and it was an actual phone plugged in. Cause this is back in 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, way before most people had cell phones. Uh, I mean, they were out there, but you know, that's, it wasn't a common thing by any means. So I, 
picked up the phone off the wall, dialed up the numbers and called. And they were like, yeah, you're the winner. I'm like, awesome. What did I win? <laughs> and they're like, no doubt tickets. I'm like, oh, I mean, yay. <laughs> no doubt wasn't my type of band. I thought that the lead singer was cute. Uh, and one of their songs was uh, cute. Like the uh, I'm just a girl. Other than that, I had listened to none of their stuff. It wasn't my type of music at all. Um, I didn't even know that they played it on the radio station that I was calling. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, but I, whatever I may or may not have went to that concert, but they called me like a week later and told me I was the grand prize winner. So in addition to the, uh, the concert tickets, I'd also won backstage passes, press passes and a camera. And they were going to have me go into the press area and take pictures for the concert. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't care about no doubt all that much, but that can't be a bad time. Right. <laughs> So I took a buddy of mine who cared as little about no doubt as I did and off we went. And it was, it was a fucking awesome time for one thing. While I don't give a shit about no doubt, I, I turns out I care quite a bit about no doubt fans because <laughs> there was mostly hot chicks. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, I don't feel self-conscious at all about being one of the few kind of few guys here. <laughs> and uh, they play no doubt got opened with a band I'd never heard of before called the black eyed peas. Uh, so and, and it turns out there was a one of, there was a girl in, in that band too that was also uh pretty to look at so that wasn't horrible either uh like ip's music uh, on the other hand nah, not so much but different strokes for different folks so when no doubt started uh you guys have uh, all been to concerts at a big uh at a big venue and so you guys have probably all, all seen this uh where there's the stage then there's about a three or four foot gap and then there's the security barriers barriers you know and security just wandered up and wandered back and forth in that gap between the stage and the security barriers well that's where they let me in to take the pictures so you know like i got uh, i i have relatively awesome pictures of no doubt someplace lying around uh, I, I think i have it on, a, on an account photo bucket account that i can't get to because they fucking changed the rules but anyways uh so you know like there's pictures where i'm leaning on the stage and you know trying to get uh get good pictures it was a fun time and then after the concert was over i got to go backstage and meet the band which i was like man <laughs> uh, but that they're still cool people and because i was there uh, backstage because honestly i you know, i was backstage more than i was front stage because i didn't care about watching the bands um i started talking with the promotion manager from the uh, radio station uh, who ended up giving me fucking tickets to another concert. And this was a way cooler concert. It was a uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, but it wasn't a normal one. They were doing some some sort of special tour uh, to promote something or another. Like, uh, like it was something to do with the schools because the, uh, the, the only way you could get tickets is, is if you wrote an essay about something or another and and then you know and then sent it in and then certain ones would be selected to go see the red hot chili peppers in a private concert uh and uh yeah he, he says hey you guys want to go and i knew about the concert i'm like we're not high school students dude we're like our early 20s <laughs> he goes i don't give a shit i'm like oh awesome so uh so we went to that uh and uh that was a place called clutch cargos um if you're a local michigan person you'll know what that means but otherwise no clutch cargo started off as a church uh, and then, uh, after a while it got turned into a nightclub, uh, which is funny. You, before it didn't, it wasn't always called clutch cargo it was before that it was called the sanctum, but I, that didn't go over too well. <laughs> Having a nightclub in a, uh, in a formal church and calling it the sanctum was kind of a poor taste. So they changed it to clutch cargo. So it did much better. And it was the size of a big church. 
So there couldn't have been room for more than a thousand or two thousand people all together. And that's where we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I've seen big bands and I've seen bands in intimate locations, but that's definitely the biggest band that I've seen in that small of a location. And it was a hell of a good time. It was right around the uh, California Californication uh, record. So um, to give you guys an idea of the music they were playing, uh, that was fucking great. That's better than the No Doubt concert. <laughs> so that was a good win. Um, my next win actually also came from a, a radio station, a different radio station. This is a talk radio station, 97.1. Uh, it's still a talk radio station, but now it's a sports talk radio station, so I don't listen to it anymore. But back then, I was listening to it. Well, and at the time, they they uh, it was at the time it was all talk, local radio on a, on an FM station, which is unusual. I've never seen it before or after that. It, it's I guess there's just not enough demand for all talk radio in Detroit. But they had a morning show, then a mid afternoon show, and then their evening drive show. And I was listening to the mid afternoon show. Um, where it was a guy named Jay Towers, who is now a uh, actually a TV anchor at uh, at one of our uh, TV stations, in addition to being like the morning drive DJ. Uh, the guy works hard. But at the time, he was uh, the uh, afternoon dude with God, some chick, something McCormick. I can't remember. I should remember. They're nice people. They gave me an awesome prize. Because then I was listening, and they said, hey, do you have horrible teeth? I'm like, well, yeah, I have horrible teeth. They're like, do your teeth really, really suck? I'm like, yeah, my teeth really, really suck. Well, great, uh, great news for you. Here at 97.1, we're having a new contest called Fang Fix 06. That's right. Email into the uh, radio station with your sob stories about your ugly teeth, and we'll uh, <laughs> and we'll make fun of you and then uh, send you to a cosmetic dentistry. Uh, so they they had a whole bunch of people send their emails, and, and I sent in mine. Uh, I was like, you know, I would like to have new teeth because, you know, I'm tired of scaring small children and animals when I smile. <laughs> and it would be nice to actually date because my teeth were way mega fucked up. They were, you know, they're, they're horrible. Uh, I have a, a narrow skull for being so big and there basically just wasn't enough room in my jaw for my teeth. So they went all kinds of crazy directions um, and they got so bad. And then, then I smoked. So they were all tarred up and there's spots that were even hard to hit with a toothbrush because of how fucking crazy crooked my teeth were. Um, so the the next step was they called me up and told me I had been selected as one of the 10 finalists for the FangFix 06. So the next step, I was actually going to go see the dentist. So that's what I did. I went and saw Dr. Groton, who was flossing and clossing, which is yeah, where he is, Clawson, Michigan. So I went and saw him, and it uh, turns out he's a big deal cosmetic dentistry guy. He does like all the dentistry work for the Detroit Tigers, and you know he's a high profile guy. He's got all these magazine clippings about how he he's taught other people how to do this shit and yada yada. I have no clue where he is now because again, remember this is in two thousand six. Um, so I showed him my teeth. You know, he asked me a little bit myself about myself. I told him where I worked at and all this good stuff. And uh, uh, off, and then you know I went to off and went home. And the uh, sly dog says, you, you demand you post before pictures of your teeth. I can show you guys later. I don't, there's no way to really post pictures on the uh, chat box. Uh, and trust me, you don't really want to see it. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. One of the biggest crazy parts was my front teeth were so crowded together that they pushed up each, into each other and formed a V. Literally, like a V. The, the, my teeth were not flat. Like, like if I took a bite out of a, 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 an apple, it'd go vaguely it'd be a vaguely half circle horseshoe shape until it got to the top and then there'd be a big fucking v so, so it wasn't a good time um it's like I'll, I'll i'll show them to you guys later but don't don't uh don't let me forget like i said I can't, you can't show it on the chat box here on the uh, podcast but I'll, I'll show it to you later dude 
Um, so he talked to me and then, you know, off I went. And now I have to only make some guesses about what happened next as opposed to knowing because the next thing I knew was when they called me up and told me that I'd won. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple ideas why this happened. He told me that he picked me because, you know, and he put it, put it probably put it in more polite terms, but he told me he picked me because I had the most fucked up teeth that he could fix. The, the, he thought I would have the biggest, greatest before and after thing. See, he does something called porcelain veneers. So lots of people, you know, send him a sob story saying, I've only got three teeth left and I'm not even taking care of them <laughs> and shit like that. He goes, he, he can't do anything with that. He puts veneers. He goes, if you're missing most of your teeth, it's not, there's nothing he can do about it. He says the other point, the other, the other side of the coin were a whole bunch of people that wrote in about how like this one tooth is crooked or, <laughs> or some shit like that. And they've always, they've always been very self-conscious about their one crooked tooth. And he goes, well, yeah, I could do that shit easy. He goes, but I'm looking for the biggest before and after reveal. And I got it. So that part, I, uh, that part I can understand is probably true. However, I kind of think the uh, fact that I worked at a country club might've had something to do with his decision as well. Cause he knew that rich people were going to see me every day. If that's the case, his plan backfired severely because I did have a lot of rich people ask me, uh, about my teeth when they saw the change. But they didn't ask me about the dentist. They're like, oh, wow, that, are, did, you, did you have your teeth fixed? And, and only a couple of them mentioned it, by the way, because it's kind of rude to say that shit to somebody. <laughs> you know, it, the, the, it's it's more polite just to pretend that your, their teeth were awesome all, all, the entire time. Because <laughs> I had, I know tons of people and I knew that I knew must have noticed and they didn't say shit. But I did have a couple say, you know, um, say something. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't ask me who did it. You want to know why? Because their teeth were already done. If you're a super rich fucking person, you're not going to be asking the receptionist how, where you got his teeth done. There's not a chance in hell that you don't already have them fixed. Because <laughs> you're super rich. You wouldn't set foot in public with your teeth not looking great. Why would you? <laughs> you know? So so if that was his case, that he was hoping to get a lot of business from me being at a country club in a highly visible position, he failed. Uh, so I hope not. I hope I hope it was all the, uh, the entire board before and after. Um, and it was a process. It, if it was a lesser case, it wouldn't have been a big deal. So I want to preface this by saying, if you think you want, or if you're thinking about getting porcelain veneers and you can afford it, it's a great process. Uh, go for it. Mine was an extreme case. So he had to do things you don't normally have to do for uh, uh, porcelain veneers, like removing teeth. <laughs> he pulled two perfectly good teeth just because there's not enough room for that shit in my, in my face. So, and that was a weird thing because yeah, you spend your entire life trying to keep, take care of your teeth, trying to keep them as nice as you can, trying, there's no cavities. Cause you know, everyone needs their teeth. Teeth are awesome. You, you know, it, it makes eating way better than without them. So to have them pull two teeth that will, that were funky looking, don't get me wrong, but perfectly functional, no cavities, nothing wrong with them just because they're in the way was a weird thing. It was one on the top and one on the bottom. And it's weirder because he replaced them. <laughs> Now, uh, they, he pulled both the teeth because he needed more room, but I ended up with the same amount of teeth because I have, uh, in those two spots where the teeth is gone, I have, uh, they call them floating bridges. I think it's attached on either side, but not on the bottom. Um, and those have been fine. Occasionally you'll get something stuck on them and irritate it, but as long as you use a, this uh, dental water pick I have, it's pretty good. Uh, so that was step one, having perfectly good teeth removed. That was no, it, my 
front two front teeth and several other spots were so cocked in such a weird crazy position that he couldn't just put a veneer on them because normally when if they're fixing one of your teeth they shave down the veneer i mean, excuse me shave down your tooth with a drill like you know kind of grind it off it's not a big deal that's i know it sounds like a big deal it's not a big deal they're not taking off that much. They're just taking off a little, the, the, a little bit so they, when they mount the veneer, which is a piece of porcelain uh, in the shape of a J, then it, like an upside down J that hooks over your tooth or right side up J if it's a front tooth, I suppose, uh, upper tooth, I suppose. Um, so it covers all of the front of your tooth, goes over it and then about halfway down the back. Um, and so normally you don't have to grind that much. My teeth were so cockeyed that he had to grind so much it exposed the nerves. So he had to give me multiple root canals. I think I had four, <laughs> the two front teeth. And then uh, I think uh, maybe another spot in the front and one on the bottom. I can't remember. It's been so long. Um, and that's not fun. I mean, they, they uh, you know, shoot you full of the numbing juice and things like that. But, you know, you, if you've had extensive dental work, uh, eventually you get pretty uh, resistant to that. You get a good tolerance for the juice. <laughs> So it wasn't an awesome experience in that regard. And there were several times that I kind of regretted winning the contest because my teeth were fucking ugly, but I wasn't in pain or there wasn't nothing wrong with them. Um, and, it, you know, this is a process. Um, and then after he, because after he, you know, filed everything down, you don't just put them on. He has, he has to take molds. So he took a mold and then he made plastic um, temporary teeth. And he luckily we didn't do everything at once. We did the top and then the bottoms. Um, and so, it, which is a weird sensation to walk around with a mouthful of fucking plastic teeth. <laughs> um, uh, it's, uh, I don't recommend it. I mean, I don't know overall. And for, and for the first year I had kind of regrets about it. Cause I was in a fair amount of pain. Um, one of the things that my dentist didn't do a great job of, and I hate saying bad things about him cause he hooked me up on this is when he did the top teeth, he got them still a little too tight together. To a point where uh, over the course of a couple years, my front two, two front teeth have slightly overlapped each other. Like one's pushed out just a little tiny, tiny bit. And it, you wouldn't even notice it. And if you do notice it, it'll just make my teeth look more normal, you know, even more realistic. But the thing was, I was in constant fucking pain for a year to a year and a half as that thing fucking worked its way to where it needed to be. My front teeth ached all the time. And, it, and my dentist had no clue why he's like, I, I've given you root canals in those teeth. It shouldn't, you ha should feel nothing there. Well, it was obviously, you know, the pressure on everything around it, even if the tooth itself couldn't feel anything. Um, but luckily after a while that went away. Um, and I'm perfectly happy with them now. Uh, I hope nothing ever goes wrong with them because porcelain veneers are really expensive, but the be all end all of that was I won $40,000 worth of cosmetic dentistry. He said initially he was gonna, you know, do a one for thirty-eight thousand dollars, but he forgot to figure out root canals into it. So then he had to give me four of them at about five hundred bucks each. So, so it ended up being around forty thousand dollars worth of cosmetic dentistry. And my teeth look fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, I haven't had a lot of awesome, cool, lucky things happen in my life, but a couple few. And and that after that, the only thing was like the bar when I whipped the money a couple days ago. So not too shabby. Um, it's always interesting when you see people win stuff. Like I remember one time, uh, my stepdad, him and my mom, like going to the casino, uh, they go about once a month. Uh, they would drive down. It's you know, about a 30, 45 minute drive, but about a 30 minute drive from here, nah, 40 <laughs> to the casinos down in downtown Detroit. 
and they'd spend like a hundred dollars each uh, on like the penny and nickel slots and they'd be there for like two maybe three hours depending on how, on how well they did on it and then they would come home if the, you know my mom if she w- ran out of money she would you know she would be out of money if she'd won money she'd take it home and put it in her little box and over a couple of years she ended up having several thousand dollars in there because you know she always took fresh money she didn't take money out of the box to go gambling so it, her little stash of money grew uh my stepdad on the other hand was playing nickel slots i think it was uh, at the greek town casino when he won seventy five thousand dollars on it was the progressive uh, jackpot jackpot jack pot which is pretty fucking cool you know seventy five thousand dollars is a lot of money for my stepdad he, he was already retired and while we didn't have enough money growing up we grew up kind of poor um the last 10 years of his life between uh well, of his working life between the age of 55 and 65 he'd been working he had a union job and he'd been working there long enough to retire by the time he was like 55 um However, they had a severe shortage of his type of workers. He was a general laborer who did like a new sewer construction. So he had this weird thing going where he could collect his pension and still fucking work. So, and that's, and my dad, stepdad, he had a lot of flaws and I've got a lot of issues with the dude or had, um, he passed away. Uh, but the dude was a hard worker, worked hard. He didn't work in winter because, you know, it's, that's, uh, un- uh, uncollected unemployment because, he worked outside that his job wasn't available and he worked his ass off uh during the season like 60 70 hours weeks uh where he's you know fucking doing nothing but shoveling dirt uh so when he had the opportunity to retire and keep on working that's exactly what he did so in the last 10 years of their my dad's working life their financial uh situation improved immensely all the kids were already out of the house so you know there's no kids to worry about anymore um, and he's making more than double what he was before. So he did a lot of repairs to the house and started buying himself stuff that he'd always wanted to buy. So when the $75,000 came in, that was the end of me ever buying him a present ever again. <laughs> he bought everything you could possibly think of that he wanted because he, you know, was already making a ton of money and they already had their fucking, you know, uh, financial future secured. And then you drop $75,000 on him. So, I mean... I know he bought, he paid off his truck right off the spot on the spot. <laughs> and then after that, he bought some other things, but how do you buy a present for somebody who has everything he could possibly want? Uh, I tried still, but with hit and miss success, but, uh, it was cool. Yeah. Um, he actually, he even gave me $500. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I go. Cause you know, he said he was gonna, I didn't ask. He, when I talked to him, he's like, he's like, ah, I won $75,000. I'm like, that's great. Dad. That's fucking awesome. He goes, don't worry. I'll let a little, little bit trickle downhill too. <laughs> uh, he was an interesting person. Like I said, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a show one day just about him. Uh, probably not though. Cause it won't be a happy show. And my shows get depressing enough as it is sometimes. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I guess I should actually pick out a topic and talk about it instead of giving you guys stupid bullshit about my past. That's gotta be boring. Ah, let's see. Let's go over to the OG. Uh, as you guys are, as you guys know, the OG stands for the other ground, which is the off-topic forum of a mixed martial arts.com's forum. Uh, the, which is also known as the underground. Uh, now you get that. Cause see, they're the underground. The off-topic is the other ground. And that's where we come from. Uh, anyways, they are talking about bullshit. Mostly how many elite athletes use PEDs? That's probably an interesting question. That's a hard one to answer though. Uh, 
I know obviously a lot of them do. Uh, I, I guess it depends on the sport and the level of testing. I mean, you would assume that at the highest levels for NBA, NFL, hockey, and baseball, that there'd be some pretty extensive testing. But from what I understand, the PED manufacturers and users are constantly trying to get one step ahead of the testers, developing new stuff that's hard to, hard to test. Or, you know, if you know, you would think with random testing that you wouldn't be able to do that anymore. But people talk about, you know, steroids and performance enhancing drugs in sports all the time. I don't know. Do you guys think there's a lot of it going on? Or do you think it's a lot of ado about like a few people trying to cheat? I don't know. It, that's one of those things that's hard to hard to say because if you put me in that position, I don't want to cheat. I don't want to be a cheater, you know. Uh, but I can imagine the position you're in, you know. You're surrounded by people that are like doing better than you or or you're not doing as good as you think you should. And you're given an opportunity to, you know, just stick this in your butt or, or, or in my case, leg, because I, I'm, I am on testosterone uh, replacement therapy. Um, and, uh, keep on doing what you're doing, but you'll get better. Cause here's the thing, steroids and those performance enhancing drugs don't help you unless you fucking work out like a motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you can't just, you can't just take a, a PED and all of a sudden be muscular. You should, you have to still work your ass off. So I think that's where a lot of the people that take steroids justify it because they're not just sitting, you know, on their ass being lazy they're working out like a motherfucker like they already were because you know these people are if you're willing to take a performance enhancing drug obviously you're a very competitive person already so these people are already working out all the time training all the time doing whatever they can to be the best they can and not being good enough so when you offer them something that makes them better it's hard not to justify it when you're still working. You know, it's not like they you know take their foot off the gas and when start taking steroids, they still work out like a motherfucker. So they think that that makes it okay because they're you know they're still putting the same effort in. And at least I would assume uh, I'm not involved in sports. <laughs> I've never been involved in sports, and I'm just an old dude who's taking testosterone because my uh, testosterone's too testosterone's too low. Not you know not to. Uh, I've been taking it fuck for. Uh, at least six months now. God, when was it? No, I get my. I think in May I'll be getting close. I can't remember. I think it's September, August. I don't, it's been a little while now, and there's not a huge difference. I mean, what I'm taking is not like a, a, a PED. I I realize steroids being a generic term, it's you know involves normally a lot more than just you know some testosterone injections. Uh, but I haven't noticed a huge difference. I mean, I work out a lot and I, I haven't got any bigger or anything like that, mostly because I probably don't eat enough. You know, my, my stomach's pretty shitty. So, and the fact that it's, like I said, it's, it's just testosterone and uh, I'm 48 and, <laughs> and probably will never be a big, huge guy. That's okay though. Hold on guys. Hold on a second guys. I need to get a drink of water. I'm getting a little parched. <clears throat> Oh, I have noticed we're a half hour in and oh, my sinuses are awesome now. I told you guys it'd take about a half hour. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, here's something I'm going to talk about just for a half a second because I found something cool and I think you guys would enjoy it. Um, go to YouTube and look up something called Pitch Meeting. This dude um, has a series of these going where he pitches different movies to himself. He plays both the writer and like the movie executive when they use like 
cut scenes back and forth to have him talk to himself and they're fucking amazing he's very funny um he's really he's really good at like lampooning lampooning both good and bad movies he does them both the bad ones are obviously a little bit easier for him to do uh but uh i don't have anything recorded it's a video thing anyways but seriously if you get a chance go on youtube and look up pitch meeting there's probably one about your favorite movie uh, let's see what else we got today going back over the og kane man's u.s adventure 2021 og edition this is cool this dude is uh has uh, had some issues in his life and he's decided the best way to deal with them is to go on vacation for a year. And I wholeheartedly support this decision. The guy had some shitty stuff happen to him, you know, divorce, this, that, and the other. Uh, so he's packed up all of his shit. He's selling his house uh, and a lot of his possessions. Uh, he, I, but eventually he's going to buy another one, I imagine, or something like that. The house thing, I'm not sure. I think I saw him say something about that, but he took his truck, uh, a blow up mattress, a tent, and a whole bunch of camping gear, and he's going to drive around for a year, and that's fucking awesome. Uh, the camping part of it, not so much for me. I'm not much of a camper, uh, but obviously it makes it a lot more affordable. <laughs> uh, I think I'd more want a more RV it than than camp it. But the idea of I'm just randomly traveling around the country. You ha you have no schedule uh, and no plans other than a couple vague spots that you plan on hitting here and there. That, that appeals to me quite a bit. I like um, how he's being kind of hapsidaisical about it and just going here and there rather than having this huge itinerary going on. Uh, my stepdad did something similar just before he died, actually, so I'm, I'm glad he got it out of the way, where uh, he took his truck and his little dog, my mom's dog before she passed away, so his dog, uh, from Michigan down to Florida, then from Florida across over to, like, you know, New Mexico and Arizona, and then California, then he drove up to Oregon, um, no, up to Seattle, rather, then over to uh, Nebraska, and then back down to the south coast and retraced his uh, uh, the steps back to Florida and then back up to Michigan, which is pretty, you know, that's great. I'd, I'd love to be able to do something like that. Eventually, I want to. Me and the wife have talked about that many times. Um, you know, just getting an RV and just traveling from here and there, no plans, no worries about getting someplace because you're not really going anyplace. That would be, uh, that'd be nice. I'd like that. In the future, maybe. We'll see. But uh, this guy's having a hell of a time. He's already posting stuff like different pictures of him camping in the desert and things like that. That's, that's neat. Let's see. What else are they talking about? Most despised Ogier. Yeah, I'm not going to go ahead and click on that thread. <laughs> oh, I uh, in the uh, in the uh, stupid purchases uh, department, um, we did get our refrigerator uh, the other day. Yay! And good news, it's not as small as I had feared. <laughs> it is substantially smaller than our last refrigerator, but it is good enough for us. If you missed it, I went out and bought a red retro looking fridge it's not a mini fridge but it's skinny you know and slightly shorter than a regular fridge it looks like the like the 50 styles fridges and it's small like the average refrigerator i think is somewhere between 12 cubic feet and 20 cubic feet so like 15 or 18 some you know somewhere around there mine is seven and a half so it's it doesn't have a ton of uh, uh space in it although the freezer is almost as big as the um refrigerator portion of it so that helps a little bit 
but it's it's cool it's red and we we like it so and i get a lot of grief about it a lot of people told me there's no way in hell i'm gonna be able to use it because it's too small and it works out just fine mostly because we don't eat that much here <laughs> now that the season's starting we're gonna start taking more of our meals at the uh, country club once it actually opens for the season my wife works there as well so between one and three meals a day well one or two meal day meals a day are there we normally have breakfast at the house but for me breakfast is a, a huel shake for her it's uh, one of her slim fast shakes so i'll we use the refrigerator to keep milk <laughs> and I don't even need that milk is for my, uh, my, the one treat I give myself. I get a bowl of Cheerios at night before I go to bed and that's my treat. <laughs> and trust me, if you've had the stomach issues I have and the diet restrictions that I had, you would think it was a treat too. <laughs> oh, I see 10. Sp oh, you know what? Look at this. Uh, I see there's people actually talking on the chat box. G-Rock says a road trip is a great American pastime. Yep. Uh, like you said, you have pictures of your great parents doing it in a Model T. That's fucking awesome. That's, those are fucking troopers. You know, Model T, goddamn, that'd be awesome. I mean, it'd be a little rougher way to do it than today's modern technology, but still, that'd be neat. And Ten Spot, who says he's going to have wedge salads and pulled pork off the smoker. <laughs> Well, uh, diet restrictions. Well, that's the nice way of saying I can't eat anything anymore. <laughs> but that's okay. Everyone has their problems. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, that's uh, about it from what the OG has to say. I guess we're going to have to swing on over to the uh, um, Yahoo News to see what else they have going on. <laughs> Sex in a Model T sounds uncomfortable, Sly said. Yeah, I would imagine so with the bench seats and stuff. <laughs> you might get a wooden sliver depending on where you put stuff. Oh, let's see. Over here on Yahoo News, it's mostly entertainment stuff because that's all I read because I don't like politics and bad news and all this good stuff. I don't suppose anybody uh, watched a WandaVision uh, finale and wants to call in and geek out with me for a couple minutes. Probably not. <laughs> Hold on. I need more water. Mm. I don't know why, but I'm not thirsty throughout most of the day. And I try to drink water, remind myself to, but by like five or six o'clock, I start to get super duper thirsty. And I, and that's the worst time to start drinking water because I don't want to be up peeing all night. But I normally end up drinking like a big glass of water before I go to bed just because I can't stop myself. And sure enough, I'll get up two or three times to pee and be pissed about it and ask myself why I do that. But I'm sure tonight I'll do the same thing again. <laughs> I should talk about what punk bitches, Caps, and Homeboy 88 are. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to talk bad about Homeboy 88. He's, you know, uh, he's been called into the show a whole bunch. And, you know, uh, I, I'd feel bad about it. Caps is an idiot. I don't mind talking shit about him at all. I've listened to him talk. He's barely coherent. He has no respect for other people. I have a big problem with people who don't who talk over other people. A fucking huge deal. That's rude. You can you can say anything you want to me, uh, but you better let me you know say something back. And that's not how he operates when he's talking to people. So I, I've got no interest in that. No interest at all. So I'll. So, yeah, he's called into the, the show a couple times, and I never knew whether I could take him seriously, now, whether it was a troll or if he was really that drunk and disjointed, but apparently he is. <laughs> so, whatever. 
that's all right. Those people are never going to call into my show again. <laughs> Apparently it's hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually hoping that they would. I'll be honest with you. You know, a, uh, a, a little drama on the uh, pod being is fun every once in a while. And apparently they're butthurt about a practical joke that uh, the uh, an unnamed group has pulled on them. <laughs> I mean, it's already out in the open, so I guess I can talk about it. Uh, our our friend uh, of the show, Homeboy88, uh, was under the mistaken notion that he was the target of a hacker who, who had been getting him banned and disrupting his Podbean life. When in reality, it, no such thing had happened. Uh, he got he got banned by a function of actual pond pod bean uh did not realize it and everyone just ran with it after that so for the last three months yeah a good portion of the people on the pod bean has thought there was a hacker running around fucking with people's stuff and they started blaming shit on him that had nothing to do with him but now that you mention it yes it had to do with him and, and that's just how it, it went from there it was hilarious and there was much laughter about it and eventually, you know, we let him in, let him in on the joke because he's not a bad dude, and we we like him. We it, it was just too funny not to do it, really. And uh, so far, he hasn't thought it was that funny. <laughs> we were going to initiate him into our little group. It sounded like he's not going to qualify because <laughs> you got to be able to take a joke, you know. And here's the thing: they did that to me before, and I didn't take it well at first. Um, yeah. Yeah, the actual denier. Yeah, there was an actual denial, denial of service attack that happened during all of this, and the hacker was like, "Yep, that was me, bitches." <laughs> it <was> just coincidence. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and you know, here's the thing: you don't be a little bitch about it, dude. It's a practical joke, okay? Uh, they got me uh, at the beginning of the show. I took the show very seriously. I didn't realize that it was going going to be more of a a way to amuse me up myself and my friends. I thought this show was going places, so when on the forum that I hang out on, someone started making fun of the show and, you know, saying that it was going to die and started doing different uh, photoshops of, of me and the uh, co-hosts and people that listen to the show and in silly positions, I didn't take it well, uh, especially especially since it was someone that I thought I was cool with. And turns out I was cool with him and he was cool with me. He was just being funny. But because I had sand in my vagina, I didn't think it was funny and I got all butthurt about it. Eventually, people were kind enough to pull me aside and explain to me what was going on and let me in on the joke. And once I realized that was what was going on, they were right. It was funny as fuck. <laughs> and it was probably even funnier because I got butthurt about it for a while. But that being the case, you can't. It's done in fun. So, you know, yes, we're having a good time with ourselves, but we're not trying to be malicious and hurt people's feelings. And if you get your feelings hurt, well, dude, come on, lighten up, dude. It's 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 just pod being, dude. It's it's not real life. You know, we didn't send you to prison for three weeks. <laughs> so that's uh that is fun, you know, and that's what's been going on for like the last five months, I think. I think it started like five months ago, and they held it up right up until was it Monday or Tuesday? I think it was Monday. Uh, it might have been Sunday. Within the last couple of days, where they let him in on it because we intended to bring him into us our society of jokesters, but maybe not. I'm not in charge of that. I'm not the boss. So, so we'll see. He might, he might still make it in. I, I'm kind of doubting it now though. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun time. Oh, let's see. What else do you guys got today? You guys got anything you want me to talk about? I mean, it doesn't have to be just my topics. They're normally stupid and boring. You guys get, you guys have good topics. Let's see. 
Uh, no, that's not good. We don't want to talk about that. You guys are probably tired of nerd shit, so we'll skip all over all this Marvel stuff. Um, and no, oh, and I maybe I need to find a different website, a new site, because this one is just giving me nothing but entertainment stuff. Well, let's try. Maybe I can click on something else. Is there? A, just click on regular news. I don't want all this entertainment stuff when I'm trying to talk to the OG about serious things, serious subjects. This is a serious podcast where we talk about serious things. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't talk about any. This is the least serious fucking podcast on the face of the earth. I take it very serious. I'm serious. You know how unserious I take this? I'm going to play you guys a song now. That's right. I'm going to play you guys a song just because I want to hear a song. I haven't heard the song in a couple days and I like it. If you guys don't like the song, I apologize, but it's only a song. Yes, yeah, definitely at least professional. <laughs> Hold on, this takes a second to load up because it's a longer song. So I'll keep on talking just to make a noise. There we go.
Wait for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? That might be my favorite Metallica song. And it is 100% my favorite Metallica uh, cover song, since that's not theirs. A whole bunch of their good songs aren't theirs. Uh, like if you, I'm, I'm sure all you Metallica fans are aware of this, but there's a, they have a record, uh, Garage Days Revisited, that's basically just a whole bunch of covers. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I just recently started loading Metallica back into my playlist, to be honest with you. I mean, I loved them when I was, you know, a teenager, early 20s, and then, you know, when the black, oh, shit, what's that? No, I don't, stop, don't play that, no. Sorry. <laughs> my apologies. Um, yeah, and once the black album came out, I kind of lost interest in them, uh, uh, to the point where I, it's not like I actively avoided their music, but I just, you know, when I lost cassettes, I didn't go out and rebuy them, stuff like that. So I haven't had Metallica in my actual collection for decades, but with the Spotify thing, it's so easy to just pick up a song. And, but even then at first they weren't on Spotify. They're one of the few bands that wasn't, but I checked them recently and now they have a whole bunch of shit on there. So I've been like picking different tunes and throwing them back into my playlist and, uh, you know, Red fans always been big for that. I, uh, I really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I'm really distracted by the chat box. That's what I'm looking for. Homeboy is over there talking his shit and saying he hopes this show dies. Well, you know, it's been around for about a year. And so it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. So he might be disappointed. Poor thing. If he wants a feud, he can have a feud. That's probably a poor idea. I'm a nice guy. I associate with some not so nice guys. <laughs> so. I, you know, I highly would recommend him to fucking go with the flow. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was going to play another song. But we don't have enough time for that. And besides which, you guys are nice enough for, to let me play the one song. I won't torture you with two. Uh, we got to have time for one more thing to talk about, though. If you guys have anything you want to call in about, go right ahead. I'll take a caller for the last couple of minutes. Or we can just roll on over to Yahoo News and find if they have anything else to talk about. Probably not. I think I might be better off going to my Twitter to find stuff to talk about which is uh, mostly filled with MMA stuff and a couple Podbean things. Uh, uh, geez, mostly pictures of people's dogs on Twitter today. That's unusual. <laughs> uh, see, I, mo mostly I follow um, a bunch of MMA people and like friends. So my, my Twitter is actually not exciting anyways. Oh, well, there you go. Let's spend, let's spend the last couple of minutes talking about the last MMA event. Uh, that was interesting. What do you guys think about the fact that for the very first time, a uh, UFC belt has been exchanged or won uh, by disqualification? Uh, of course, I'm talking about Sterling getting kneed in the head while he was still down by uh, Yan for the bantamweight belt, I think it is. And it was blatantly down. Fucking, you, you can't. Oh, you got a caller. We got Sly. What's going on? What's going on, Sly? I did not fool you, Passive J. Did it? It is I, Sly, not the hacker. <laughs> Sly, not the hacker. What up, boss? How you doing tonight? Uh, again, Pride is better than UFC. Because uh, in the Pride days, when something like that happened, uh, the fighter that committed the foul mm -hmm. would surrender, I believe, 10% and sometimes more of their purse to the fighter, the other fighter. And oh, it would be yeah. called a no contest. It would not be a belt exchange. 
However, because the 10 or 20% of the fight purse would go to the other guy, uh, the person committing the foul was still punished. Yeah, I can see that. Um, in possibly it should have went to a no contest. I, logically speaking, that's probably the best way to have handled it because from all indications, Yan was winning that pretty handily. It'd be, it'd be a different story if I'd feel differently about it. Like if Sterling, Sterling had been whooping his ass for four rounds, s- slipped on something, went to his knees, and then Yan nailed him with a, with a fucking, you know, a knee to the chin with him down. That would make me feel completely different about it because you don't want to make a give it a no contest because that means Yan keeps his belt, which means, and I'm sure he would pay 20% of his purse to get out of losing his belt, you would you would assume. So, um since he threw the and he threw the knee anyway, so obviously he doesn't mind throwing that shit. So uh, in this case, I would agree with you. In certain cases, I think you know it probably would be the right thing to disqualify him and take his belt from him. What do you think? Well, I think that exact scenario did happen, and at the time, the most high-profile fight probably to date. Oh really? Mark, yeah, Mark Kerr versus Igor Vovchenkin. Uh, that oh, was actually that was actually a no contest, even though I think all the fans pretty much consider, uh, Igor knocked out Mark Kerr, but it, it was the exact same scenario. Hmm. Uh, except no. Igor was winning the fight before his illegal knees, which knocked Mark Kerr, uh, out. And, uh, they've later on called it a no contest. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's, uh, Pride has some so, really, uh, I like for the most part, I like Pride better than the UFC in, in a lot of ways. About the only thing I liked better about the UFC uh, initially was the cage, because I, I did not like the entire being reset when you get too near the ropes and things, and it seems like you could use it as an escape sometimes. Um, and I realized, the you know, and people are like, oh, well, you know, the, it's, it's more realistic that way, you know. But I was like, well, in a real fight, there are things like walls. <laughs> you know, you don't fight in the middle of a in the middle of a field. You fight in a spot. So I, I thought the fact that the octagon had walls uh, that that prevented the one from resets because I hated that part of a fight, and two made it a little bit more realistic. Occasionally, there's going to be something that you're going to back up against, uh, and that's and that's the end of you moving backwards. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah. you, you could say it either way. You know, I I, I, I'm just curious. Okay, I have mm-hmm. something else I want to say since we're talking Pride versus yeah. UFC. Uh-huh. All right, and you know, as you know, I do a fight companion, so I was wondering if my co-host would type in the chat if he's even here. But I also want your opinion, Jay. What's which that? girl? Which girls were hotter, the Japanese Pride girls or the UFC ring girls? Oh, geez. <laughs> That's a hard one to answer because, you know, they're both awesome. I mean, if you have a preference for Asian girls, then obviously pride's going to be your thing because, you know, uh, that's pretty much exclusively what they were for the most part. Did they have any ones? Did they have, did pride, did they have any pride girls that weren't Asians? I think they're all, uh, you know, Japanese. I, yeah, they're, they're all Asians. Yeah. So, I mean, if you like Asians, obviously they, they that wins. <laughs> for myself, I like all types. So, yeah, that, that's a hard answer. <laughs> I would. I've never met a beautiful woman I didn't like. I don't, you know, um, race, creed, color, that doesn't mean anything. Beautiful is beautiful. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. I just <laughs> was always curious of that, you know. Yeah, a, uh... <laughs> yeah I, I kind of figured you would be, like, those questions. Yeah, um, but as far as, like, the uh, actual fighters go, Pride was almost over when I first started getting into it, you know. Uh, when, did Pride, when did Pride end? 2006, 2007, something like that, was it? Well, that sounds about right. Yeah, and I'd only been into MMA for like a year or two because I got into MMA in 2005. Pride might even, hold on, let's find out. When did 
pride and 2007 hey look at that i'm pretty good at that shit huh <laughs> october of 2007 so pride is only around for about a year and a half to two years before uh, of my mma stuff so i obviously the vast majority of my experiences of uh, with mma or through the ufc uh you know i don't i didn't even go back and watch a lot of the pride fights because i was like well i I don't really have much interest in watching a lot of fights uh, recorded. I like watching live fights. Once it's done, I'm not, not as interested, not so interested in it. I like to see highlights, you know, the good parts. But when I already know who won, it's kind of hard to watch a fight. Yeah, I, I like the UFC too. Always loved it, but um, yeah. Pride was just on another level for me personally. Oh yeah, well it's 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 because it's a you know it's the old school stuff, you know. Uh, Pride was where a lot of the hardcore fans ended up as, you know, as it evolved. Cause you know, there's UFC one and all that it rolled from there and then, you know, being practically banned for a while. So basically the focus on MMA moved away from the United States to other countries. And, you know, then with the regulations changing and the UFC trying to get back, a, a, get a better foothold, it's been an interesting ride for MMA people. And I, like I said, I got into it at the end because I consider a, a 2005 entry date into MMA kind of like a, a fair weather fan you know i wasn't around for uh, for all the hard shit where you guys had to like go to video stores and track down usc tapes and you know on and, and mma fights they, you know i got like, i got it at the tail end where i could just watch it on fucking cable yeah that's how i met wolf castle you know as it was over 20 years ago you know i was fresh off the boat <laughs> <laughs> over you know trading tapes i don't i can't remember if he dealt with me or one of my cousins but something like that so yeah yeah that was, jay that was jay you don't you, i give you a lot of credit for your women's mma that's that that makes you very relevant whenever we're talking about you know mixed martial arts because yeah but it's only it's only because i pay attention dude because you guys don't care about m m women's mma and women's mma is still a very small sport compared to men's mma so just because i i happen to like women's mma because it's to me it feels more like the old ufc stuff because you see a lot of like really horrible mismatches like we saw on saturday <laughs> When Amanda Nguyen's just beat the piss out of that poor girl for about a minute and a half. <laughs> so, so, but that being the case, there's a lot less people to, uh, to keep track of. So when someone joins the UFC, I probably already know about them because I'm following a whole bunch of fighters, female fighters that train with other female fighters. So when, when I tell you guys about a, uh, about a, uh, uh someone's just making a UFC de debut, there's a good chance that I've seen their shit for like the last couple of years. Oh, okay. Well, well because I guess... you, yeah, I mean, because it's such a small base. How many uh, female MMA fighters are there, really? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> Just like you said, I don't pay close attention to it. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, that looks like about it for a show. Unless you got something you want to throw out there before we leave, there, Sly. Nope, I'm all good. All righty. I, I, I was hoping to talk to somebody, but you know, he yeah. never showed up tonight. So another yeah, time. yeah. Maybe next time he's, I sound, it sounds like he's mad at us though. So, you know, maybe he'll get over being butthurt eventually. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I couldn't do the show without you. Well, I could, but it'd be boring as fuck. So I'm glad you guys listened. I want to thank Sly for calling at the end and having a little conversation. We're going to do the shit all over again tomorrow at six o'clock. So I, I hope you join us. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Simchin for the OG. Yeah.
Thanks, Sly.